I just use YouTube. Oh, makes sense. Oh, there it is. It's back. Hey, Street Fight friends and family. I want to apologize on the bad mic again. Uh, I had a switch up in schedule with my daughter getting COVID, so now I got to do this. Um, last time I'll do it, I'm going to make sure it doesn't sound like shit again. <laughs> and uh, thank you for being in the chat. Hello, Black Cat Tara. Love to see you as always. Uh, this is Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We bring you the laughs that destroy hierarchy. Uh, we're available on all of the streaming platforms like Twitch, like YouTube. Just Twitch really is the best one. That's the goal is to get big on Twitch, but YouTube as well. I guess we want to spread this mess across the US. So twitch.tv slash streetfightradio, youtube.com slash streetfightwcrs, facebook.com slash streetfightwcrs. You can watch the show. You can join the gang, become one as we travel through these topics together and figure them out. Uh, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We've been doing this for 11 years. Coming out of Columbus, Ohio. Available on WCRS. This is on WCRS LPFM out of Columbus, Ohio Community Radio. You can find it at 98.3 or 92.7. It's the best radio in Columbus. It's the only hidden secrets that are left. So please support them and everything they do. I had a great time with Rob at the free market this week and Kevin from Mass as well. And Lots of wonderful people, so I'll be talking about that a little bit. And uh, if you want to support the show, we need it more now than ever because the Patreon is going down a lot. Uh, it's understandable. Things haven't been the best and times are the worst, and so it's hard. But I would say those of you that have the extra, please, uh, let's just make it happen. Patreon.com slash Street Fight WCRS. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Great. How are you? Doing wonderful. I don't know why I said great. Uh, I feel like crap. But Oh, no great i'm fine what happened i don't know you know how it is congestion or no yeah. nothing no symptoms i was just tired today and didn't feel like mm -hmm. doing shit and the weather's fucking nasty so i just laid around the house all day because it was like uh so it was like uh uh just ugh, what a day what a what mm -hmm. a fucking run of days i keep checking I the fucking weather and every fucking day in the future says humid it is nuts because like you don't want you don't want humid is like the worst thing it can be but when the thing says humid that means it's really fucking bad because sometimes they'll just say hot or heat index but when the uh the thing when the thing that like does the small description where it'll be like thunderstorm maybe it always says something like that for here thunderstorm maybe <laughs> and, um, but if it says the word humid in the description you know you're fucking in for one you know that that is a fucking motherfucker and then when i went i, to I would say well, I, I when i look at that though i think i remind myself that humidity has never ended my life and I've lived through it um, for 38 years now. And so I know that I'll survive it. I kind of have the faith that I'm going to survive some humidity, you know? I guess it's just like I usually spend all day outside. So like... Oh, that's what kills you. That's why you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm also dehydrating, really, uh -huh. because I'm not drinking enough water. I'm having and, the same uh, exact problem. I have the worst dry mouth. Water. 
I can't figure out how to keep it with me. I don't, I, I am one of those, I have become one of those uh, horrible guys that just leaves the house with keys, wallet, and phone and has just said, so figure it out when he gets out there, you know? But the water is not easy to find. They have locked that shit up. You should have heard Same me. with the, the bathrooms. I've been, get, I've been getting out more and I hate the fucking bathrooms, dude. Like you can't find one. If you don't have any money to spend, you don't have, you can't piss anywhere. Yeah. Water. I know a few places. It, they won't let you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, uh, I was, we went to wrestling on Wednesday and for the past like hour and I probably for the, like two hours before we went to rest, I didn't even bring it up on the show, but I was like fucking pacing around in my house, bitching to my wife and kid. Like it's fucking wasteful that they don't let you bring a water bottle into the arena. It's fucking wasteful. I don't think that's right and they should let you bring a water bottle in and like i'm only saying that because i wanted to bring my water into the arena <laughs> no you're saying it's environmental it's shit not in not, nothing environment no human human humans require water that's nothing to do with the environment it doesn't matter the who cares about the plastic shit it's made of stuff from here but yeah. you can't withhold water from people i've had the same experience when i went to the blossom music center to that corn went to that corn show and they had like tall cans of water for like nine dollars, and the um, and the uh, the faucets didn't. The uh, sorry, what am I trying to think of? The water fountain didn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is uh, very common, and and it's like you just want to fucking yell because it's like you made us all or made us. They told us all to go buy goddamn water bottles. And then we went and bought water bottles. And then the place where you would maximum need water bottles, you're not allowed to have it. Now, I'm not saying if I went to a concert, I'd bring a water bottle in because I don't want to carry the water bottle at the concert. So I wouldn't bring my huge hydro flask into a concert. But a wrestling show is like, what's the fucking worst that's going to happen? You know how much those fucking tickets cost? It ain't going to be people that are going there to cause trouble. It's fucking $90 for second tier tickets, you know? No, you've absolutely nailed it. Um, water, I, I could actually, um, I've been making a lot of inroads on, on the drinking and stuff like that. And I found that like when I'm, when I'm having fun with people, I do want to be drinking. That like celebratory drinking is something that I can never give up, but I could have sat there and drank water all, the whole time. If I could have brought just a, 128 ounces of water with lemon in it, I love what, that's all I need. And instead I was climbing over the chairs. I was disturbing this guy. Oh, I, I, here's a pimp line for you. Here's a free one for you. I kept getting up over the chair and walking in front of this guy and making him get up. He was all by himself at the end of the row. And I'm like, you know, we're face to face. I'm like right in his face. And I just said, Hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? yeah because <laughs> i was gonna buy him like a beer whatever he said i would have bought it if he was like nachos beer water he said no he was good oh i gotta tell you this too oh god fuck uh i didn't have time to eat before we went to wrestling either wrestling starts at 6 7 o'clock for the dark matches and i wanted to see the dark matches so those are matches that aren't on tv for people so I got there. I, I, we did the show. We finished about 6.15, and I drove straight to the fucking, well, I drove straight to my house, took some Tylenol, and then drove straight to the arena. <laughs> and uh, first of all, I get there $20 to park, which was, such a, I feel like a real rube 
for that one because one, I should know better. Two, I should have walked. Now, I, me and my brother are sitting in the car afterwards talking like we're next time we're walking. There's nothing's going to stop me from walking to the arena. Now I know I'm going to drive to the arena. I know for a hundred percent fact, I will drive to the arena, but I liked that we were actually sitting down with each other. We sat down and we said, we ain't going to take anymore. You know, I'm yeah. not taking no more. I'm walking to this fucking place. And then Can I give you a tip. Can I give you a tip? Yeah. This is for anybody that goes to the Schottenstein Center across the bridge, directly across the bridge on Lane Avenue. The very first building on the left is a student complex, but it's also a, a parking thing that you can do for 10 bucks. And mm. it's a little bit more of a walk. And I was wearing stupid, sexy sandals. And I walked all the way there to the door. And then I realized I forgot my mask. And then I went all the way back and grabbed my mask and came back. And I was, I was on the close, I was close to blisters, but did not break the skin. Oh, I, I also, you know, very smartly was like, uh, so I get there and I'm like, I'll eat, I'll eat some food here. So we're $20 in already. We're actually $110 in if we're count the tickets, but I ain't going to count that. Um, but we're $20 in already. And they have a Donato's pizza there. Oh, no. And I was like, Donato's okay. is already one of the most expensive pizzas there is. Now right, it's at but, stadium prices. But it seemed really safe because I had been Googling. This is the dumbest shit you've ever heard. Uh, I've heard I had, pretty dumb shit. I've been Googling Schottenstein Center food all day. Like Value City Arena food to find out what food was there so I could plan this situation I was going to be in. Cause I knew I had to fucking eat there. And they were like, Oh, we got brisket sandwiches. We got this and that. And I was like, I ain't eating an arena brisket sandwich. My brother's trying to talk me into it. Like, yeah, no, they're always trying to make the stuff better at the arenas. You know what I mean? And I was like, That's no, true. I want fucking Donato's. I'm going to get a Donato's pizza. And I'm going to sit down in my seat, eat that Donato's pizza, drink a Diet Coke, and feel really happy with myself. Because one, I never eat at fucking arenas. I, I can't. This is maybe the first time I've eaten at an arena. I don't even get fucking nachos. You I don't shouldn't. get nothing. At the movies, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I bought food at a movie or a drink. Really, I snuck some cherry lime in, limeade to the movie last night. We went and saw Bullet Train. I I snuck a homemade cherry limeade in, <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't like, I don't break, I don't eat food. So I ordered it and I was like really excited because I was like, okay, it's a Donato's pizza. Donato's good. I've had it before. Uh, Donato's these, is a gamble. These motherfuckers. It wasn't even Donato's pizza, dude. It was frozen pizza. <laughs> didn't have the cup pepperonis didn't have yes. any of the signature donato shit but it was in a donato's box and the whole center of it was ice cold like yeah fucking ice freezing cold and you know what i just fucking ate it i ate that 16 dollar pizza and i fucking didn't say a word to anybody didn't post it online now i'm saying it on the show but like you know, how's that really going to affect the venue? And I, I got to tell you, 
I'll, I'll fucking be late to the next thing I go to. I'm getting food before I go. That's fucking ridiculous. I, I would have been happier eating a handful of spinach than that yeah. fucking pizza. I was so mad about it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like um, it sounds like you got uh, punished for expecting the worst people in the world to provide nutritious food or one that's made <laughs> with any care or concern. Or just something that tastes good. You they're know, not interested uh, in that. They're, they don't, you, they're not, they're concerned with only money. They don't yeah, have any concern for what comes out. They're no, no one is proud of that. Uh, Poochie D asked how bullet train was. Uh, I liked it. I liked the, the reason I want to, I want to, uh, say the spiteful gaff in the, uh, giraffe said in the chat, a handful of spinach sounds good. The reason I said that is because when we were on tour with the Trillbillies, um, parents, Whenever we would stop somewhere, we'd just get a big bag of spinach and eat it. Like yeah. just the spinach. He didn't cook it or nothing. It was just like, I'm going to get some nutrients in me right now. So it just. Yes, it, no, he has a life hack. He has a life hack. The same way with the drinking water is the same as drinking, drinking, eating, eating is eating. Munching and chewing is all always enjoyable, no matter what it is. So you might as well just get the good stuff and uh, yeah. leave, leave the rest for somebody else. Yeah, that's why I said. With. I, that's why I said handful of spinach. I don't mind spinach. It's just not a thing. Bullet train was good. Um, is this a new? Oh, this is um, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt and what is he doing? Bad Bunny. And, His name is. Oh, I love Bad Bunny. Bunch of people. Bunch of Moscow Mule. That song rules by Bad Bunny. Listen to it if you don't know him. He's a I'm trying to think. International star. He's great. Had Brian Tyree Henry. It had a bunch of people in it. It did have a lot of motherfucker. Uh, Zazzy Beats. Uh, hmm, just a ton of people, is. a ton of very famous people. Even Ryan Reynolds made an appearance and everybody that knows about me knows that I'm Reynolds pilled. I've been Ryan Reynolds pilled for many years and, uh, I see all of his movie. I think if I had to pick one actor, I've seen more movies of than anybody else. It would 100% be, uh, it would 100% be that. You know what I did mean? You, did you begin your journey with him with two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? Yeah. I love that show. I thought he was yeah. the coolest motherfucker ever, man. It, it definitely was one of the best uh, best shows ever. Yeah, I love the guy. I fucking love the guy. So, uh, uh, Relatively unknown, but very popular. Not bad. Not a bad fucking move. Not a bad one. Uh, shaky cam fights. We got to end that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If Tom Cruise can learn to fight, if Keanu Reeves yep. can learn to fight, Brad yep. Pitt can learn to fight. I'm sorry, you can't do that. There, yeah, there's people that can really do it. It's, it's, it doesn't. You don't have to act it. You just have to train it. Yep, Tom Cruise, both Tom Cruise and uh, both both of those guys know how to fight. So all I'm saying is, well, they don't know how to like, fight. They they've trained martial arts. Yeah, but they can do the stuff. You know, it, this movie right. but it was in, a like, in a combat to the death. Who knows how that works? Yeah, who knows? But I'm saying this one, it was shaky cam, which is the yeah, way that they hide the fact that they can't fight. Born, that born like the, did it. Born's the only one that did it good. Matrix is the only one that did the Matrix. Good. There's just things that like it only works for certain franchises. I think Born only did it good because we hadn't seen it before. Well, born if you read the gun. I mean, the way the books are written, though, it is like very snap too. It's just like my foot, foot, face, knee in the ribs. It just says all of these things. Like, it's just a list of like fucking attacks that happen. So I think they did a good job represent, representing that in the movie. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll say I don't think, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it, it was bad. I just don't like the, the fighting. Jason, we are not connected to the oh, call no. room. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I'm supposed to do that. Well, I did that, and we are not oh. connected. I did it before. It says no Joe host Biden connection. Joe Biden did that. Yeah. Well, he did do something today, you Joe, know, so Joe. we're all feeling good. Um, did he do something today? Something like that. Yeah, something happened. I, I couldn't well, I'm tell sure. you yeah, what he, it is. He's alive. He has to do something. I mean, he can't just do nothing all day. It's required to do something. Maybe you choose yeah. not to decide you still made a choice. Right. So I, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, I liked Bullet Train. I, I'd like to get rid of the uh, uh, shaky cam. I, I, I also didn't like it because they did hire a bunch of people that uh, can fight. Uh, against uh, Brad Pitt? Not against Brad Pitt, but I'll, I'll look it up because they had like that uh, Koji guy from um, uh, Warrior, which I know he can fight. Like I've seen yes. him do it. Uh one of the best shows ever created for sure. It rules. And like he can he can definitely I know Andrew Koji, yeah. The guy that is like the main character in that show is in the movie. And there's Did they a make few more of that? They are currently making it. Okay, I th I thought I heard that, but I didn't know if it was in, in production. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's just a goofy ass movie about guys killing each other. I mean, the one thing they did do that I liked, I'll give you this. Let me give you this. The thing that they did that I liked was if you're going to do shaky cam, let's get those deaths violent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's really fucking show some some guys getting their fucking, you know, stabbed through the head and stuff like like there's a few yeah. good those. And like that if if I'm a I'm a simple I'm a simple guy and if I if I can't see a neat looking fight then I'll fucking 100% of the time take a crazy gory death that makes you laugh out loud. Now, the other thing about the Bullet Train movie is and I wasn't expecting this is is uh they were climbing around on the outside of the Bullet Train and mm -hmm. I just was like I wanted I kept wanting to tap my wife on the shoulder and be like like that's impossible they would just die they would fly off but then I realized what it would make me sound like if I did Yes, so that didn't that's a very unreasonable request. I, I mean, I don't think you should ever go to a train movie and not expect somebody to be hanging off of that thing or running on top of it. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of uh, uh, especially because Americans have no Americans don't know that Americans think that like in other countries they're it's locomotives. They have bullet locomotives over there. You know, they don't they really uh -oh. don't understand how fast it goes. I'll tell you how mad th that's the one thing that will make you mad about the movie because you can see how the bullet train works and like the thing I love about it and it might just be a mechanic for the movie to to make it move faster but the bullet train only stops for one minute and then it's fucking going again you know what I mean we would never do that in America just we don't run for nothing we should though things should only happen like you pull up to the stop, you got one fucking minute. If you don't get on a train, you, you got to catch the next one. I love that. I love the idea of that because like, I don't yeah, like waiting. Yeah, yeah, I don't like waiting for stuff ever. I would like, do you remember uh, in that, I believe it was Batman Begins, he had that like helicopter thing that like picked him up from his backpack. Was that, 
Am I remembering that correctly? <laughs> that sounds like... An airplane, an airplane flew by and like it hooked onto his back or something. Did that uh, happen? I don't know why, but I was thinking you were, and it, this is his hat, so it would be wrong. But I thought I was like, is he thinking about Inspector Gadget? When uh, could be Inspector Gadget? Handlebars and the helicopter thing comes out of Inspector Gadget's hat, and he can fly around. I always like that. Yeah, I would. Oh, I think. I think the best way to solve your problem. It's in Dark Knight, correct? So, so this is what I'm saying. I think the best way to solve your problem is that when you want to use the bus, you would get or any sort of transportation, you'll get a vest, and on the vest there'll be a huge pole with a ring in it, and then you just stand near the bus stops, and it'll drive by, and it has a hook that'll collect the rings and just kind of lift you in the air and then place you in a seat. How's yeah. that sound? That would be or great. I mean, literally, fucking anything to get a really fast train you know you think about these bullet trains and shit and then you hear all these stories about like yeah you get from columbus to chicago in an hour that's that's what they're or two hours that's what they're saying with this hyperloop they're talking about yeah uh which isn't happening they said it was happening and it was going to be columbus to cleveland uh, since it you know it was going to be like I in think, this area as like just I to mean, connect to see if it works it will but definitely uh, happen. they already dropped the ball on it now when we're never getting fucking mass transit here if we get anything it's that stupid elon musk tube you know what i mean where you just drive your car into a tube which is solves zero problems well i would um, say that the potential exists and we all know that it can happen and it, there's still money to be made off of it and uh with the way that that uh these pandemics are spreading as a part and creating work from home environments. You could also have people that, you know, can live in much more remote places instead of larger cities. Uh, so we'll definitely see it at some point. It's, it's inevitability. Uh, just so maybe not, not this time around. Now I want to tell you one more thing that I'm hot about before we take calls. Um, okay. This is not fun, Brian. This is not fun, Brian. Okay. I'm just going to so That was fun right now. Taking off your fun hat? I've taken off my fun hat. Yo, this is a fun That guy. was all fun right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, sometimes stuff. my complaining is fun. Yeah. Sometimes my complaining is not fun. And right now, I'm currently, I mean, just really losing my mind about this uh, helicopter ride thing that's going on at the Ohio State Fair um the classic uh get to see the sights of columbus in a helicopter fly columbus but i just keep hearing this goddamn helicopter flying around in a circle near my house and i was complaining about it like a couple of weeks ago or like last week or something i was complaining man there's fucking a lot of helicopters lately and then i figured it out and my brain was like oh that's the ohio state fair they do the helicopter rides which are I don't know. I can't find the price. I already looked it up. Of course, they don't have it like right on the site, but I'm guessing 150 bucks to do um, that. Yeah, it's a thrill ride. I believe it's 60 to 100 dollars, if I remember correctly. They got to cut that out. That's got to end. No, I I think somebody said this to me on Twitter yesterday, and and like I I love this idea. Helicopters should be illegal for anything except emergencies where they have to fly people to the hospital no we should just get rid of helicopters i'm i'm tired of i hate them man they do so much and they're so fun to ride around it's like saying get rid of motorcycles do you want to get rid of motorcycles next they're loud 
Yeah, I don't like loud motorcycles, dude. I was actually walking down the street and my wife texted me. She saw something. I got to find out what it was. She said she saw, oh, she saw a lady dance walking through our neighborhood. She's walking and I'm walking. She texted me. I just saw a lady dance walking. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I fucking, as soon as I get that text, like five motorcycles with those loud mufflers playing really loud music drove by me. And I'm like, why didn't I get that dance walking lady, man? I get the fucking loud ass motorcycles. Maybe they could ride the motorcycles in the suburbs and on the freeway instead of cruising around here being loud. And again, I've always brought this up. When my daughter was like two or three, we had a muffler problem on our fucking car. And uh, the police pulled my wife over and gave us a $160 fucking ticket because our not- car was too loud. Don't you? And then, and it's such a conundrum because don't you think it's, it's like just um, you, you, the person doesn't have $160. That would probably fix the problem. You know, like <laughs> you're charging them the price it would take to fix the problem. How about Dude. you take the month, take them, take charge you the 160 and then uh, use, they use that money to fix your car for you. Exactly. And this, they're like, this you, have to, a- you have to pay to get it fixed. You cannot buy another fucking Legos until your car is fixed. I mean, and this was like an almost $3,000 fix at a time Yikes. where like that was so far out of any kind That's of world. Like I would never even know what to fucking do to That's, get $3,000. You, you, the game plan was in front of you, Brian. You, you, that is your, ins- the only insurance scam. You get one insurance scam. That's your cash. It was that. Well, I spent 1500 bucks. What happened ended up happening was like, we spent 1500 bucks on it. We took it to a toughie, which I'm sure everybody in chat is going to be like, don't take it to toughie. We took it to a toughie and they had it fixed, but they didn't really have it fixed. It was like the muffler was like, where it connected to the engine, like rusted through and fell off. And those fuckers at toughie used like, like zip ties and stuff like, Oh no, like metal ties to tie it to back up to the thing instead of just telling me what the fucking problem was that it was like and so i paid fifteen hundred dollars to get it fixed uh they did that and then i paid another fifteen hundred dollars to like get it for real fixed when i took it to the dealership uh which Uh, wasn't even the dealership it was a this is a grand dam okay this is a grand those are the greatest the greatest punishment you'll ever have in your life and I take it to the dealership, but the fucking dealership is JD Byrider, which is a yeah. buy here, pay here, where they lock you in a fucking room in order to get you to sign the contract. They lock you in a room with a VCR playing a video to get you to sign the contract. Found out this car had been in Katrina and uh, had, had oh. rusted the whole bottom of it was sort of fucked up and they just replaced a few pieces. And then when it rusted through it also, the uh, uh, motor mounts were also rusted and only one of them was connected and it was just stalling out at stoplights. So it was just like this thing where I bought this car, I was paying $136 every two weeks for my payment. And it had to be done every two weeks. It wasn't- And you had to go there, right? I had to go there every two weeks to pay and you couldn't be late because they would like take the car immediately. Like it, it you didn't have any grace period That's, or yeah. anything like that. So that's demonic. That car, 
that car as a fucking one of the brokest times of my life i mean that car had uh that car took so much out of me you know what i mean when yeah, i think JD about Byrider, it think about how think about all the 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 all the harm they've done the collect collective like how many customers are every day uh, jd by rider is like ruining them financially yes absolutely now they're uh uh hot tits 420 in the chat says carfax uh, i would have loved to have done that and like but it was like 2008. <laughs> you probably had to pay for it right you didn't want to pay 24.95 oh for I sure, no. er, the early time well, you had to actually pay for it try to send a money order in yeah i wouldn't have known what would be wrong about it anyway if somebody like i think at that time in my life and you can call me as stupid as you would want to call me stupid i think at that time of my life i would have thought that jd byrider couldn't sell a car <laughs> yes of course that was like that because yes. there's lemon laws yep and uh i had been really acquainted with lemon laws because my my parents like got a new car threatening uh a dealership about lemon laws so i just figured like you know if this car's bad i'll just say it's a lemon and they'll they'll give me a different car and it didn't work none of that worked. yes and that, and that's so informative because it, you really you, that's when you realize there's an us and them you know <laughs> because uh we're the you're the ones that uh sorry you like you you had to pay for the muffler you know what it is like to be in trouble you get in trouble well you get in trouble yeah. when you don't have your car fixed they don't get in trouble when they sell you a broken car yeah there's no yeah. there's no fine for but but there is because we believe because we're being punished by them we believe that someone's going to do something's going someone's going to get them back and no they get away with it. scott Free, and it wasn't their fault. capitalism it's all capitalism yeah right and it's not their fault oh it wasn't their fault you know shit just happens you know car because that's something i'll say a lot of times when something breaks in the house uh you know all i really know about is like tvs and shit like that because of the cable company but when something happens and my wife is like you should like maybe you can take the tv in somewhere and have it looked at and i'm like dude when it comes to this stuff shit just happens it just you got to get a new tv that's just the way it is and i think that we extend that a lot of people extend that to every aspect of their life where like my car broke down shit happens it's probably my fault anyway i didn't get in an oil change or something like that you know like i always was like you know obviously well, you, you were never get... paid enough to do maintenance on your car too nobody's paid <laughs> enough to have a car and have a job and have a house you got to pick one yeah <laughs> pick two yeah. i guess pick two the yeah. rest gotta go i can't believe i had fuck man uh, now that i'm thinking about it it's like that fucking happened after 2006. Like I was still ultra broke until 2016, really. But that was like the I'm, time of my life where it was like ultra broke meant like hiding from, you know, repo people and shit. Like I'm not doing that anymore at the very least. Yes. And before, yeah. And having the constant calls, the embarrassing calls, having people getting your family members called and stuff too. They were way more aggressive about that when it came to collecting. Uh, God, yes. JD Bybrider was really like, we're going to come and take your car. Um, they would, it was the same as Rent to Own. I had a buddy who worked for Rent to Own Rent a Center. 
he like gets a job at Renner Center. They're paying. He finds out they're paying a a decent amount of money, man. He's like, yeah, it's really good fucking money. He didn't necessarily know what the job was going in. I think he thought he might be a salesperson or he might be delivering washers and dryers and TVs and shit from the Renner Center. And uh, he was repoing shit from the Renner Center. And oh, uh, nice. it did so much <laughs> psychic damage to this guy. So yeah. much. I mean, I think he did it for longer than maybe I would have done it. But when I say longer, I, I mean like three or four months. It yeah. was like this so dude you get was, the next paycheck. Yeah. But it, he said it was really miserable. And, and you know, uh, there is a TV show, actually. I, I, I'll bring this up. There is a TV show called Southside. Uh, about the south side of the Chicago, and it's about these two guys that do repos for a rent center, and they're always trying to hustle to make more money. And it's this TV like show, yeah, South Side. It's a TV show, and they're trying to hustle to make different money doing different things. But part of the jokes is that they're like, uh, uh, you know, part of the jokes is that they're taking, they're they're doing repos, and that that leads to funny characters and shit like that. And it is a pretty funny, fucking funny show. But I remember watching it and being like, my buddy that did that man said it was one of the, it was the worst job he ever had. Like it was, I, it was truly miserable experience. I remember um, when I worked at Discover Card, there was someone that was declaring bankruptcy and uh, they came to get the car and she st said that she sprayed them with the hose the entire time they were taking it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the chat, Schultz 100 said Rena Center sounds horrible. What the fuck kind of place is that? Uh, Rena Center mm, is a place that sweet child. Where are you? Where are you from? Yeah, it's a place that me and Brad have probably sorted uh, been in a hundred times. Have you ever gotten anything from one, Brett? No, yeah, I that's oh. the one. Well, it's the one mistake I've never made. I would have to say now that you bring it up, I, I, I've perused the aisles on many yes. occasions, I've <laughs> sat down and done the math. I've went home and been like $500 a week for the next year, you know, and I'll get this computer, you know? <laughs> oh, for me, it was a fucking PlayStation 2. Oh, no. Worse than a That's like a Bobo computer. Or the other time that I came super close to doing it was a uh, huge surround sound, which is literally like, I think... <laughs> If I'm gonna, it would have been so stupid to do it for surround sound because oh really goodness. the only way that you could positively spin a rent -a center situation is I don't have any money and something in my house is fucking broken and I don't know what else to do. I'll fucking go ahead and get a refrigerator or a couch, not a couch, a refrigerator or yes, a couch. Like, my friends you could get a couch. couch there. Oh yeah, but you shouldn't do couch oh but they either. did there's only I guess a I few experienced it through them i did experience their repossession too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but well, it wasn't wasn't firsthand well yeah the dude i knew that was doing repo for rena center would have to this was nuts dude he would have to take washers and dryers out of people's houses while they were there while they you know they're yelling yes, at them correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> people, are, I mean, people are erratic. I mean, they, they, and, and you're, you're meeting these people. Um, you're not the only bill collector. You're not the only person hounding no. them down. They don't have a, a, a moment of rest and, and you show up and uh, you're here to be violent, to remove something, remove somebody's property.
And Retta Center is, I mean, like a lot of the stuff you see there feels like it would improve your life. <laughs> I just remember being in them and thinking like, man, this would fucking change everything for me. This computer would change everything for me. This couch would change. Like I would get in my mind that it would just like when I did did payday advance. I would just get in my mind that things would change everything for me. And this is the thing that's going to change. Like I'll have this brand new couch or this fucking plasma screen TV and when I look at it I'll know like life is worth living and I'll work harder. <laughs> like I think how I was thinking of it, you know. Yeah, you're like I got not, I got work hard. I got payments to make on this surround sound. Surround sound was the hottest. It was the hottest. It was always that. I mean, I'm sure some folks maybe got trampled to death for it at a Walmart at some point. And um, oh. it's such a chintzy, cheap little speakers that they would put out. I mean, the the race to the bottom on that was so bad. And um, um, most people, you'll find that with television in the '80s, we were doing just fine, and we didn't really need like to be surrounded movie theaters the greatest best place to watch a movie you know a loud movie you don't need that in your home yeah it, it it's was a, crazy it's pales in comparison oh yeah yeah it was not i mean the stuff that i was doing was a hundred percent like not smart at all but like well you know what's funny you want to hear something you funny you felt if it felt like the right move at the time i'm sure you know what's funny, Brett, is I started watching Big Love last week. Okay. What's that one? And uh, what? Oh, it's the Mormon show. It's the polygamous uh, yes. Mormon show from uh -huh. HBO, right? Okay. But that's not even like the important part. The important part is that the time it was made, uh, which I think was like the 2000s, like the early, maybe 2000, late 2000 or early 2000s, right? And on the first episode, uh one of the wives takes she's got a shopping problem and she takes one of the wives one of those shelf systems that were like surround sound where you could put the speakers on your walls around you but it was like really cheap it was like you could also yeah. turn it into a a boom box by sticking the speakers on the side of it and i was like oh my god i had one of those in every room in my house i had a shelf system an iowa shelf system in every room in my home Oh yeah, those were the big Christmas gift. Me and Jenna got to share one of those. That was like our only gift one year. Uh, we had to share a CD system, and we each got to pick one CD. I believe my first C my first CD I ever had was uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. Well, that's way better than mine. Uh, I gotta find I, out. What I had it's terrible tapes. I had only had tapes, of, but I had plenty of terrible tapes. Uh, the, yeah, the worst. I gotta tell you um, what my first tape yeah it was a tape uh but i um, Mike, also i love the uh i love that uh i did love the tape that, that red hot minute with uh, red hot chili peppers that's like the one that is like the definitive one for me because it, it was the one like when i was very much a child listening that upstairs and was like giggling my ass off it's funny because i bought fun. that it's funny because i bought that uh at the same time i bought uh an Alanis Morissette CD for my girlfriend yeah. at the time. No, and, uh, just admit she, who it was for. It was for my girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. And okay. She didn't like that kind of music. I just bought it because it was about a woman. It was just sort of a thing where it yeah. was like, she'll probably like this. It's a woman singing it and just bought it for her. It was not a successful <laughs> move for Wait, me, but that's like what I'm was, good at. 
I don't know if you, I don't know if that was your intuition. Maybe you just bought it because it's one of the most popular records that's ever made. Like, I think it was in sure. like one in four households or something. Yeah. I wouldn't assume but that you did it for a misogynist reason. I did though. I not misogynist. Well, I guess that's misogynist because I did care for the girl. I just said like, well, what are women yeah. listening to? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was that kind of thing. And what are women listening to? I'll uh, mm-hmm. find a woman thing for her. And it was that yeah, album. Yeah. Sure. She hadn't told me she liked it at all. It was just, you know, it's the same thing people say. Yeah, about so you weren't, you weren't listening stuff. or taking in anything, any of the information she was trying to give you to help her find the right CD. You just, you just categorize her as woman and threw stuff at her that you thought likes was music, the right thing. Likes music by women. Women love music by women. I, I, I agree. Because I still make that. We all do. I still make kind of jokes like that at home where I'll like tell my wife she has to be nice to me because I'm watching a TV show starring a woman. Like I'm like, uh-huh. mm, we can you watch something points. starring a woman. Yeah, this is great. The timer going. Yeah. Would but you cash I, it in? Joking. I mean, you should ca- cash it in for bullet train time. Maybe she gets she to, went get, to, bullet she gets train. to start a counter with bullet train. Then she needs to, she gets 90 minutes then. Nah, she's two hours, 16 minutes. That was another drawback of bullet train, but she wanted to see bullet train. So I don't know what happened through the pandemic and maybe it's just because we go to a theater that makes cocktails now, you Mm -hmm. know, and theme them after the movie, you know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, that's top gun. They got a maverick, a goose and uh, something else. Right. And last night they had like Hornet bullet train, which by the way, only one of them had bullet in it and i was like okay they should all have yeah bullet in them you know well i mean they have to do some variety i don't know I, or, or actually i think you're right i think it's strict i think that you should get what you get and you don't throw a fit where this is a bullet this is obvious decision all the cocktails are only bullet i i agree with you on that one yeah i think so that we, people should should not expect to just get any drink they want in any bar they go to yeah so yeah we we they uh you know i now that we go to a nicer theater that people it's also like not against the rules. Like you're allowed to talk at this theater, too, really? which is another thing I dig about it. Yeah. But like whisper, you can't be yelling stuff out and stuff, but they say, just keep it down. You know what I mean? And they also say, don't tweet, which, you know, that's, that's a fair thing to say, but yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the, the screens are annoying. I mean, it does seem like, Oh, nobody there. It's one of those things of, uh, Oh, nobody knows. Nobody knows that I'm actually on my phone right now. It's like we do. There is. It looks like someone opens Pandora's box in row three right now. <laughs> I'll tell you my first tape I bought. Now I was able to look it up. It's uh, "Coming Back Cardigan" by Fat Boys. That's a great uh, one. Excellent they choice. did a song called "Are You Ready for Freddy?" And as right. I've said, uh, I'm a big Nightmare on Elm Street head. And so that was the first thing I ever bought, ever. Mm-hmm. So that was me, yeah. first tape. You Excellent know. choice, very smart. Fucking yeah, 1988, I would have been nine years old, but I heard about Freddy and I was like, fuck, that's nuts. I was nine years old and I had already seen all the whole Freddy movies up until that point, which means the first ones I saw, I was <laughs> five or six, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's um uh, I, I think yeah, that's an that's a very hard concept for a child to get. That was um that unlocked for me very early on just like, oh, I stayed up all night like running from 
from Freddy. You know, it's like I kind of survived the worst dream. So thank you, mom and dad, I guess, for getting that out of the way. It helped me a oh, lot in the future. That's right. Your parents were like, my, yeah. I'll watch a horror movie, right? My like mom, my parents yeah, were my good. mom. My mom had every, we read every Stephen King book and she got all the horror movies and my dad watched all the bloody gory action movies. That was like, my dad would get a horror, my mom would get a horror, my dad would get an action. That's all the movies I saw from 84 to <laughs> not 2000. Right. Brett gets to watch Cobra and fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, <laughs> that's what created hey. me. I wish my parents would have fucking done that. My dad wouldn't even let me watch Terminator, but he let me watch the insanely problematic movie Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, like, that is, uh, yeah, that is unfortunate. That's another thing I had. Okay, before we get to calls, it, I'm it really gonna... creates a disruption when you see the arbitrary nature as you grow older and you see the arbitrary nature of it. It's like, did you even make, did you re review these and make a decision or did you just want to have absolute authority and, and decide and make a decision because you could? Because you know, or because you don't want to watch Terminator, you want to watch Revenge of the Nerds. I think that's more like what my dad was like, yeah, we'll watch Revenge of the Nerds because he wanted to see Revenge of the Nerds, but he didn't have no interest in movies like Terminator. So we couldn't watch Terminator. Um, shit. I just forgot what I was going to say. I did have a good one, though. I did have something very funny. So rest assured, you just missed out on some good shit. You want to take imagine a call? everybody. <laughs> Imagine how oh funny it is. God, Imagine, God. and I'll think of it while while we answer this phone call. Also, there's go. room in the queue if you want to call in. You know, Let's you're welcome we to call. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, my name's Chris. Hey, Chris. Up, thanks Chris? for calling. What's your pronouns? Hey, he, him. All right. What? Glad to have you here, mister. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I love your show. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. So what's going on, Chris? So I've been playing, I've been playing Street Fighter Five a lot recently. I just got into it, um, and I, I was playing Street Fighter Two, uh, semi pro in my area, and I I don't like oh, it. Impressive. I don't like Street Fighter. I think it sucks. It. Uh, I don't like. I don't think it's interesting. What? I I don't Wait. think I. I what? <laughs> Do you know any of the lore? Have you seen? Have you read the comics? Do you know the movies? All right. Well, I, you I know think that I was, was pranking us. I think they were. They had a good time. I think. I think uh, they thought they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, I think we. You know, we we all sure feel like goofs right now, don't we? Who's making we sport of us, as they say? Yeah. Well, I know what I was thinking. I hope it worked. All right. I know what I was thinking about too. Let me just tell you real quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was listening to my '90s country uh, playlist the other day, just jamming it out. And right. uh, what comes on immediately? Indian Outlaw. Boy, that's a that's a rough one to hear. Now, I mean, not rough. It's not a. It just seems like engineered to be the most offensive song ever made. <laughs> it's not though, because I've also. <laughs> I think what I've learned through doing all of this country music listening is that um, white people think that Indians are magical and they yeah. are in their own way. They have their own knowledge. They have their own secrets. Um, but I, and I think in the world of country music, uh, yeah, they are seen as like some sort of, they want to have some sort of connection. They want to have culture. You know, they've been rotted of any sort of like spirituality, any sort of like 
anything. They're just supposed to buy stuff from Walmart and wear jeans and, and t-shirts. And, you know, so I think that it, it bleeds into like exotic, making those, making them exotic, especially because we're responsible for murdering them all too. So then it's even like fucks it up even more. They get to be like, a, a um, they get to be a minority in a way. Yeah. A little bit, we destroy you know? those magical beings. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Let's get another call in. We've filled you up the queue. You can't eat AVB without cooking it it's already been decarbonate decarboxylated once you uh it becomes avb be very very careful you can be high for anywhere from uh 16 to 48 hours if you eat too much it's pretty intense some you lose something through the process uh of once you've already like when you've already done it in like a vape or something so I, that would be my advice on that one uh i also want to say that guy's phone call was really shit like not he should have mm. said the n-word like the other guys did yeah i you mean know? that would have at least shown some guts you know wasn't funny that's the problem yeah. oh i don't like this game all right well but he had a great time i mean he's think about it though like he gets to tell all of his friends now that he fucked with us you know isn't that, he's gonna be like so proud of himself that's great for that's him very cool it is good for him hmm. all right on, thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight what's your pronouns Hey, it's Ben from Ithaca, and my pronouns are he, him. Benny, ben, boy, I'm so going? happy to hear from you. You've been on my mind. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. Starbucks fired me. <laughs> yeah, they uh, don't like the work that you do. They don't, they don't like uh, what you represent. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, um, <clears throat> so a turf on Twitter, uh, photoshopped three yes. of my tweets together to make it look like I was threatening our transphobic manager, <clears throat> even though the tweets were unrelated yeah. and, uh, they said they did an investigation on me and then they fired me. <laughs> yeah. Really? So somebody, online, you were, you were, yeah, you were martyred for telling the truth. <laughs> They then they always use dirty tricks. Much, they're serpents. Yeah, but I'm still active with the union. I mean, we're doing solidarity days and stuff in Ithaca right now because they're really busting down on the people that are still there. Um, but I actually called to talk about something else because <clears throat> I live near Seneca Falls, and right now there's a really big crisis going on with the native people up there. Um, there's a federally recognized guy named Clint Halftown, who is the federally recognized leader of the Cayuga nation, but has been uh, removed by the actual leaders. And um, he started bulldozing people's houses and stuff on native lands. <laughs> um, oh no. He pulled a, an um, elder woman named Wanda John out of her house the, uh, a couple nights ago. More specifically, his private security force, the Cayuga Nation police, uh, they pulled a woman out of her house at gunpoint and put a foot on her head while they bulldozed half of her house. And, um, this is a native pepper sprayed one of her creatures. Yeah. What was Sorry. that? Is this a native person that did this, or is it like a white dude that owns a bunch of? Yeah, he's, there? 
No, he's a native person who was federally recognized as the leader of the, uh, and sorry if I pronounce any of this wrong, I'm still learning all of this, but the Gayagano Nation, which is part of the Cayuga Nation, and uh, the U.S. recognizing him is actually against a nation treaty from like the 1600s. So the U the U.S. government is literally just supporting this guy who's bulldozing people's houses and putting them out. He even bulldozed this barn the other day that was being used for like meetings and stuff because in 2020 they bulldozed the original place they used for that. Um, Why is he bulldozing? So they hands hands like what's his reason? So the government has handed power over to a tyrant that has like absolute rule and they've let it go like uh, uh, is what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he uh, is bulldozing these places because <clears throat> he claims that they're structurally unsound. Uh, they mm -hmm. took down one place that actually was, so they were really able to like use that rhetoric against them. But nobody in this town like is like stands for it or recognizes them as the leader. He owns so many properties. He owns gas stations. He's even garnished people's wages over these things. Uh, no, they that goes against five every, people at gunpoint in 2020. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't sorry, go. You were speaking. No, you were speaking, please. Oh, I was just saying that uh, in 2020, he, he also had the Cuyuga Nation police hold five people at gunpoint while they bulldozed houses. That is fucking wild. And like the government is just like, well, yeah. we're leaving them alone because is, is that what's sure. going is the no, United States he, government like, oh, we're going to leave them alone. Like as almost like in a, and in, 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 for lack of a better word, we're leaving them alone, like in a woke way. No, yeah, they're saying, they're saying, uh, yeah, so, they're saying oh, yeah, we've let, we've let them have it. You know, we've let them have their way. We gave it to their chief and he's in charge. And, you know, we don't have to, we're not responsible for the, the things that we did to them anymore. Is how I feel, you know. I that's basically the way it seems. I mean, there's been a call for action to like contact Chuck Schumer and Kristen Gildebrandt and other like New York like politicians that could do anything about it, and there's been no response from what I understand. Um, this guy's just like a rich monster who owns everything. Um, but the reason I wanted yeah, to talk about it totally, is because it goes against any idea of a tribe. It just breaks the code of the tribe. There's no the, the capitalism and money is not a part of what we can't force that on that community of people. They don't need money. They didn't need money to to differentiate. They don't bulldoze houses. You know, there's uh, whatever yeah. is there is can be used. But this is happening to them um, by like someone of their own nation and America, like uh, nobody that isn't native will listen. And it's fucking infuriating. We've been out there yeah, at the Ithaca Tenants Union Absolutely. and a bunch of other people like what they're, and I just want to say that like uh, a bunch of uh, like local comrades and stuff have been out there. There's a really good group of people because the nation asked for help. So I wanted to 
see, I just wanted to call to action any like street fighters who might be in central New York or the upstate New York area who could go and help. Uh, you can find them on Half Town Must Go on all the socials. But we need people who can camp. Uh, we've been just like blocking driveways so they can't come through. Uh, we need medics. Uh, when I've been up there, I've helped at the protest. They've had me even help with like childcare. We have like children in these houses that might be bulldozed and they're just trying to not make their entire reality this all day long, you know? Yeah. And let me, let me tell you that if you hear this, please follow, follow the call to action. It's the only right thing to do. And that, that these, I went to a, the really free market this week and, and Tony Boswell did it as well. And I was having a talk with him about it and that like, what we just hung out for several hours, you know, like that's what these actions are. You're, you're hanging out and having communion with people that share the same values. We're making friends. The more connected we get, the less they can bulldoze shit. If, if, if we all showed up, this bull, the bulldozer can't run over a million people, you know? And it's all, that's all that's required is just to get there. You don't have to know what to do. You need to follow your heart and not think anymore. Follow your heart to where it calls you to protect people that are being uh, bulldozed by corruption. Brett, you're exactly right. And that's like what I've been experiencing here. I mean, like, it's so traumatic, but you just all go out and it's like fun to hang out and camp out in people's yards. I haven't camped out overnight yet, but I know we're just all like barbecuing and making sure each other's safe. And you can sell weed there so you can like <laughs> buy weed from <laughs> natives who you deserve to be it's bought from. It's the Holy sacrament. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to make sure that if anybody can help or wants to even donate, uh, go to Half Town Must Go on Twitter or Instagram, and there's a Venmo that's Solidarity Ithaca that's collecting funds for this. Um, we need we use it for like food, water, all of that sort of stuff. We use it for uh, tents for people, and I don't want to speak like I'm heading any of this. I'm just going out there when I can. There's a lot of great people that are really making sure that they're out there and listening to the community and not speaking for anybody, but making sure everybody's safe. And it's really important, especially right now. Uh, you know, it's the greatest thing to do. You know, let me, you'll just be say blessed this. for it later in life. Ben. you'll be rewarded for this. Later. <laughs> it's All interesting too, sure man. These people are great for me. What's up? It's interesting too because it feels like pop culture is like sort of trying to make good with indigenous peoples. You know what I mean? Like in a way. Because yeah. I mean, you know, I that Predator movie is incredible. So fucking good. Uh, Reservation Dogs oh, yeah, is a very good fucking TV show. Dark Winds is a very good TV show. There's just a lot of stuff. And it is always like that kind of stuff you know, people act like that kind of stuff makes a difference. Maybe it does, but I just, I just feel like it, that kind of stuff can sometimes lead to people thinking things are getting better. <laughs> yeah. But I tend to think, I, I just kind of feel like when I see like 
just out of nowhere, like when I watch this stuff, all of it's fucking good, by the way. I'm I, 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 Dark Winds is really good, and uh, Reservation Dogs is really good, and please watch Prey. That movie whips ass. But, like, I see those things, and I think, like, it's kind of like what we used to say about Burgerville, the restaurant, right? It's like, I see something like this, and I think things are getting better for somebody. And that's not true. It's like a very surface level. Obviously, representation is good. You know, no, I mean, it doesn't solve it doesn't save the whole world, but it relieves the suffering of a crew of people that are being stomped out by the Burgerville owners. Yes, that's a reason well, to the, do it. With that's Burgerville, the only reason. It, with Burgerville, it was uh, with Burgerville. It was like they're farm to table. And I remember us saying like, well, that's great that you treat the cows good. But what about the people that work there? You know what I mean? And you just start to think that, like, I don't know. You think seeing stuff out there, I don't know. Like, you just, like I said, I'm seeing all this representation, and it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but, like, it doesn't seem, it seems like shit is still super fucked up. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That was just a thought I had. I, I know. I just, I, 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 I had just thought, Whoa. like, things were getting better, and, with more representation in mainstream pop culture, I thought things might get better. You know, might be no, you better. Have to, can I leave yeah, it on this? You know. um, yes, please. Can I, I just want to leave it on this. Um, it's, I, I do agree that representation is great, especially in media like that, but it's contrasted with the fact that every time you ask your friends who do have the capacity to come out, they're always too tired on the weekends, but there's always going to be a million excuses that yes. uh, rep yes. might not surmount. Rep representation like is you can a give a little bit of yourself. Yes, representation is a falsehood. Sorry. Representation is a complete vanity. There is nothing good in representation. You you must you must be with the people. It's only right action. Will get rid of all of this. That's the only thing that will solve the problem. When enough people are unwilling to buy a burger made by somebody that can't afford to eat themselves, until that day occurs, we th things will be fucked up. But every time you follow that intuition to be with somebody who is suffering, you increase their power to, to fight back. You create a bigger weapon that can strike against these people that are that are crushing. Them. And if you, if you have like a body or money or time to spare, those are things that are so easy to give in a lot of situations. Uh, maybe not your body, but like it's, your body it's is so nothing. important to do these things. And it's so hard to convince your, your white, to, your middle-class white ass body will be fucking fine. Well, I do don't mind yeah, do exactly. about your in, body. Do not worry about your body. My especially body's in, the one thing I especially will, in I this situation, this, the situation we're in right now, the Cuban Nation police have no jurisdiction over white people. So, as hard it is, it is for some people to admit that they have that privilege, we can use ourselves in this situation, and we need to to protect these people. Yeah, please. Well, Ben, thanks please. for calling. Tell people the rest of the. Uh, tell people the one info more time. Again. Okay, it's half town must go. H A L F T O W N. Uh, half town must go on all the socials. Just Google that, and you'll find everything. 
uh, follow Ithaca Tenants Union because I know some of the people from that are really heavy in this and they're always getting that info out there. And the Venmo is Solidarity Ithaca and that money will go straight to people who are there all the time. We need people out there camping. We need people out there with cars, with bodies, people who have medic training, legal observers, just anybody that can help or any funds they can get. Yes, and, right. and if you if you if you're gonna play Switch for 25 hours over the weekend, you can just go and do that there. You know, there's portable power now. There's plenty of ways to to be mobile. We're all mobile these days, and we have uh, we're on the road. Our phones are lasting longer than ever. You can go fuck around on your phone and get in the way of a bulldozer. You know, and and change <laughs> the the course of history, and and not let things go to the yeah. direction like we feel they always will go. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for letting me talk about that. I appreciate it. I got a little Thanks bit of emotional calling, like I thought I would, but yeah. Have a good one, y'all. Solidarity. Solidarity. Thank you, ben. Hey, send me send me that stuff too, and I'll make sure to spread it around. And I, I want to speak with you as well. So uh DM me. Peace, brother. Yeah, I totally like when 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 I'm watching these these new shows, like it's so fucking stupid when i say uh it's so fucking stupid to say that kind of stuff but like i just thought i just makes you think things are getting better when a lot of the times things are not getting better <laughs> well i don't know it's not a, it's not it's not meant to tell you anything has happened because you're not doing anything if you're not doing anything to make that change the tv isn't going to tell you that it's happening it is a reminder it is a way to get it is a way to put something in your face to remind you in the same way like the tarot represents 78 different human emotions and they're not telling you what your future is and they're not telling you anything about you they're provoking you they're pushing you to look inward and, and feel how how you actually feel about that so that you know what is right and what is good and, and once you know that you can act in accordance yeah you should watch pray brett you'd really love it i, I will check it out i would be glad to so i love i, I love mean the tv now oh can i well, it's can not I a tv show, show it's on a something? movie it's the predator movie it takes place oh, 300 yes. years ago and guys are really mad that a woman beats the predator which is always you know yes I they're love always when trying they to punish the divine mad. feminine yes they always will punish the divine feminine yeah they're mad because they said uh you know uh this i saw this guy yesterday and i don't see guys like this because i'm not a nerd guy you know what i mean like i'm not into like the the nerd scene and i just saw this guy that was like so furious at any woman on anything right that mm -hmm. like he was saying yeah right like these special forces operators and predator one couldn't almost all die but one woman can uh kill the predator first of all if you watch the movie it's not that it's like there's there's a tribe and there's a bunch of hunters and it's 300 years ago so the predators would have likely not as good of weapons either it's there's all kinds of reasons why it makes sense um but like i went to his timeline and i'm scrolling down the motherfucker's mad about a he-man cartoon because it had too much tila in it and not enough he man the motherfucker's mad about every move and he he says like you know what they forgot about uh you know what demographic hollywood completely forgets about men and i'm like i mean i i'm fine watching movies with women in them <laughs> I, yeah i don't feel like they've forgotten about me but it was just crazy to be in that world 
um where it was like uh, uh it was just crazy to see that guy's page and it was like you could scroll down i was scrolling down through july he was mad at dr strange because it had miss marvel in it he was mad yeah. like he was just mad anytime a woman was in a movie and it's like maybe you should just stop watching movies I, I don't think movies are for you my friend well yes and uh and once you switch to 100 masculinity uh you ever your life is horrible it, it masculinity is toxic you know when it goes above 51 percent like if you can't yeah. if you can't um if you can't find empathy or watch a show with a woman and just and accept women you know, as the same as you and nothing different, you know, that we're all people. We're not, there's no difference between the genders. We're people. We're the same fucking things. And, and the clit is just a really tiny dick that stayed inside. And then, so there's no okay. difference. <laughs> well, that's, the, get... that's the biology of it. <laughs> yeah. Let's all right. Go with the Thanks. Cow. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? What's hey. your pronouns? Hey, this is Jess. My pronouns are she, her. Hey, Jess. What's up, Jess? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can. Loud and clear. Can you? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, I was calling in tonight uh, just to talk a little bit about some stuff. I don't know if there's anything that'll solve it, but so I like just had to get this new job, like a side thing to make some money Um, after uh, earlier this year, um, I went to like go back, get back in shape and um I told myself I'm just going to play like some pickup volleyball and I'd like kind of prepared for it. And I immediately like three points in just completely tear my Achilles tendon in half and without having health insurance. And I, you know, immediately, you know, it's like a really serious injury. Like on the, like when it happened, um, I thought to myself, it feels like someone kicked me in the back of my leg and I turned around and looked. And I knew it was really serious when I was like limping to the ER and Googling like um, the med, the, um, the online like uh, diagnosis. And the literal diagnosis was you think someone kicked you in the back of the leg and you turn around and no one's there. And I was like, oh, no, this is actually like if you look up an tendon rupture, that's exactly what it says. It, and it was the most it was the most like validating, but like horrible thing to read. So immediately you can't walk, um, like without hurting yourself. So I like immediately needed to figure out insurance and, um, I hate just being trans. I really don't like interacting with medical people at all. Um, yeah. So, you know, immediately $300 ER visit. Um, and then I find out like in order to get the right coverage to have surgery, it's going to be 775 bucks a month. And then, a month? um, I need wait, to wait a month. month. Yeah. Oh, wait a month. God, I was like, well, yeah. how does that work? Do they have payment plans on surgery now? <laughs> yeah. But like, um, so then I find out that like, um, with, the the surgery, like they want to have surgery before a month. And so like, I had to figure out a way to get coverage sooner or else I'd just be like permanently disabled forever. Because the yes. surgery out of pocket yeah. is twenty five thousand dollars in New York, my goodness. and oh, so God. luckily I I figured it out. But now like I haven't been able to pay like bills, so now I had to get this, no. this job, and okay. I'm gonna be like a supervisor. I'm a therapist. I'm a therapist, and um, mm-hmm. I've never supervised anyone before, and I'm like 
I also have been working for myself for a while and I, I don't miss, um, you know, working for anyone or dealing with all of the institutional stuff that's really harmful to my clients. And so I'm doing this onboarding and like, they're talking about being radical and like in the interview, they're talking about anti-racism and like decolonization and it's a startup, okay. it's a startup company. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, immediately I kind of feel like this is, it's never true when you work for someone. It is only yeah. like a, a, the most cynical like way to talk about it. And I, because it's, I'm going to be in same, charge it's of the people, representation. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the representation without the action. Yeah. And not, but not only that, like, like you guys talk about, it's going to be used against employees when it's convenient. And then, um, I feel like too, um, it, it creates a way that like you, like, well, we were the most radical, we're the arbiters of that. So if you're not doing it that way, then, you know, there's something up with you. So I'm just really nervous about this. And I kind of yeah. am just like, I need the money really bad, but also I'm like, I really don't want to get fired because I feel like I'm getting the sense that there's going to be some, some pressure to like, you know, join the action committee, whatever that is. Um, and I'm just, I don't know if there's any, anything you guys have to say about it. Cause I'm just kind of freaking out about it. When you say join the action committee, it's like, it reminds me of, I mean, I wasn't radical, right? Cause I'm, I was, I was probably a Democrat at this time, maybe even Ron Paul guy at this time. But, uh, I, had, I had come to this point in my life where I was like, you know what? Uh, I want to start doing things for people. And instead of like tr- trying to figure out what that would mean to me, you know, I just did stuff with work. And uh, so it would be like, we're going to go clean up the neighborhood around the office, but also we're going to call the police on the people in the neighborhood all the time. So it was always like I would go and do stuff. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, because it was the cable company and it was not in the the best neighborhood, you know, and um, so we would go around and do stuff. There was also a lot of, when you say action committee stuff, there was also a lot of like things people are just going to do for themselves, but like they're framing it as activism. So it's like, we're going to go play softball for activism. We're going to go play. And like, you don't even know where that money's going or anything like that. But I would also say, Maybe it is better to be at a company who's trying to be radical, you know, than than like one who has no interest in kind of doing anything. But I also would say that I think like a lot of times when when you hear that the company is radical, it's this it's kind of the same thing as when you talk to some some liberal that's like yelling at you. And uh, saying like this stuff's yeah. unrealistic. I'm the I'm the most I'm as left as they come. When when they'll say that to make some profoundly not leftist points, <laughs> um, that's the yeah. thing that always made and, me nervous. And that's what it sounds like. Well, and hearing you guys talk about um, some mental health stuff recently, um, it just I've been a social worker for like a long time, and like. 
one, the police are very much tied. Like you really separating them from any of the mobile crisis stuff is really hard, but also like one, like the most, like this whole idea of being like radical or people like looking for radical therapists to me is like a little disingenuous because during this, this like onboarding, you know, we're not like a big institution. We don't have a lot of capacity, but like we're talking about being radical. And then there's a whole list of like, well, you can't have bipolar. You can't, you know, have had any psychotic symptoms. You can't be suicidal. And it's like, it's nothing new to me, but it's just kind of like, can we just be a regular company that says we do therapy? Can we not like be saying that? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm fine if we're just a a company, but like, if I'm going to spend, you know, some time here, like, can we not? And and not only that, there's like a guy, the the money guy, who's this venture capitalist. I like looked up his stuff and he's doing stuff with quote unquote infrastructure in Europe and like trained CEOs and, um, you know, it's just swimming in money and like a common practice with these companies is when you're a therapist, usually when you first get out of school, because you need your license, they'll take 60 up to 60% of your earnings. And it's just like, that's going to be some of the people I'm supervising. And it's just puts me in a position where like, I already kind of know I'm going to not feel good about things. and I'm probably going to say something, but it's just kind of like, it just makes you feel like gross. (laughs) <laughs> just really gross. Gives but you nerves. I guess it's not the worst I mean, problem in the world to have. I would also say it probably makes, I mean, I could see it being very nerve wracking to go into a place where you're not super sure if they align with your morals, which, you know, nobody's job necessarily does. But I think, you know, to your point, it is very frustrating when the job claims to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, this job is yeah. like, hey, I, I have the same politics as you. And then you find out like what's going, once you get the job, it's like, they don't have the same politics as me. They're just saying that shit. It's kind of like, you know, the corporations at Pride and stuff. It's like, I'm sure they want to do the right thing, but they probably spent a long time doing the wrong thing for a very long time until it made sense yeah, to do the right thing, you know? just like just by existing like as you are you're incapable like you just and it's just like i just am i'm already like kind of again it's not that big of of a deal like already in position where i'm like already anticipating being brought into like conversations i know i'm going to be one of the only trans people working there i I already know i'm going to be brought into conversations about like diversity or whatever and i are like when they talk about this stuff like how can we do this and it's like well one like we we're mental health providers. Like we've uh, historically, we've done a lot of bad stuff. And uh, so first of all, we got to invent a time machine. Um, and then also we have to not work for this company, you know? Like, So I'm just trying not I to say that, that, but I appreciate you guys listening. I'll say this. I think being a white man, I do have that, like this extra new privilege where everywhere I go, somebody's not asking me what they should do about diversity at the company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've talked to a lot of people on this show who like went to, or I've talked at least like years ago when I was doing the third show stuff, people who went to like, you know, uh, uh, meetings at work and stuff and found out that, 
you know, they were like, Hey, uh, what do you, what do you think are some things we could do for diversity? And they're like, I just want to go to work, man. You know? <laughs> like, like that, that idea of like, well, you should have to do extra stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I keep hearing from people about the, like these departments of diversity and uh, equity and inclusion or something. And like, I feel like their greatest weapon is like when you identify a problem, they're like, okay, well, how as a company are we going to solve that right now? And it's like, it, it immediately puts you in a position to fail. And so it's just like such a good own of your employee. Just like, oh, no idea. Why? Okay. It's funny because it's like, why do you think? Like, why do you think I would know? I don't fucking know. I'm just a regular person. <laughs> God, that's funny. Yeah, I, exactly. I I always hear. But I've heard for- about that a bunch of times. I I have an answer. What was your name okay. again? Jess. Yes. Jess. Thank you for calling in. Um, I want to let you know that you are the authority on this topic because you are in that minority class and you know what is right. And if you approach them by saying you know better than them or that they're fuck-ups or they're taking advantage because they're all ignorant of the harm that they're causing. They've been trained to do things a certain way in, in the oppressive way. And when you approach them, if you approach them with love and kindness and you figure out a way that you both can be happy, if you say, I really, I really like this company, but I noticed that we're not letting people in that are bipolar. And that can be fixed with medicine. And there's a lot, we shouldn't just cast those people to the side and I want to make sure I, I want to make sure that we work together on making this company a better place or, or improving the care that we provide. And if they're not receptive to it, keep pushing them until they throw you out. Keep address every issue that bugs <laughs> yeah. you and do not tell them tell them your truth. You have you know the truth. Tell it to them. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yes, yeah. you have a wonderful night. You have a great night. You too. Last call. Uh, and then I got to tell you about my day. Go for it. Last call. This morning I took a call. Um, yes. Hey, guys. This Hello. is uh, Brian from Denver um, from the Cars and Comrades podcast. Can, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. What's, your, what's your pronouns? Hello? No. What are your pronouns? Oh, uh, he, I him. You. Sorry if I missed that. You said Brian or Brant? What? Bri- Bryant. Excuse me. Bryant. Sorry, I'm cooking. We stuff know. Here. My hey, dark, dark Brian. The dark Bryant. Bryant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I got a couple quick uh, things for you if, you if we got time. Um, Brother, I guess we got the all first time would be. Brian, uh, you, you, of course, had talked about how much you love vomiting. And, uh, and also, you had mentioned that you were thinking about getting into King Gizzard or the Lizard Wizard. And so I have a recommendation. Um, about a third of their album, Murder of the Universe, is about vomiting. Uh, so you might want to check that out. You think they'd like to come on the show if um, I could get a hold of them and be like, hey, I'm, I'm a top-level tier vomit influencer. Um, but they probably like <laughs> shitting too, you know? I saw somebody did a post today about, like, um, 
Ah, motherfucker, I got tagged in it too. It was funny. It was somebody saying like you find a man and he's just some guy that likes to shit. God damn it. Straight guys are just guys that like to shit or something like that. And somebody tagged me and said, that's why Brian's the number one white guy. <laughs> I hate shitting. <laughs> I have to find a post because boy, do yeah. I hate shitting. I would say if you like taking a shit, try a dildo instead. It's even better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also try something that isn't gross you know what i'm saying like shitting is gross don't do that you'll hate that all right uh so yeah i will check out king gizzard and a lizard wizards i don't know what the what i just said so i'm just gonna assume i said it right barf album yeah you got it the, the album's called murder of the universe murder of the um, universe That's but easy for they got 20 other too. they got 20 albums so good stuff i know one of my buddies um, get, but, has gotten pretty into him. Yeah, I am a yeah. huge fan of. I've spent many nights listening to them on a ton of LSD, and uh, I really regret not going to the concert here because so many of my friends were there, and I would have ran into like a dozen people that I love. So I won't make that mistake again. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to see him in October. They're going to be here, so. But uh, nice. the other thing nice. I was going to ask or talk about is uh, um, scooters. I think uh, scooters are a good uh, proletarian uh, mode of transportation. Mm. And uh, you can get oh, some good I, deals on them to, to save some gas. Oh, I thought, never mind. I thought you were talking about the scooters on the sidewalk. And I was going to argue and yell at you. But I'm not going to do that. Because yeah, scooters, no, fuck those. Yeah, fuck those fucking things. Those are capitalists. Uh, yeah, 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 those are rent-seeking bullshit. You know what's funny about those scooters? But uh, yeah, just I uh, remember when, just like a Vespa-style scooter, like a moped sort of deal. Oh, mama mia! Those are Vespa's expensive, but I get what you're saying. When when those scooters first came yeah. to town, me and Brett were like, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to be the fun police. Uh, so let them scoot. Let them scoot those fuckers around. But I am now the fun police. What I thought of, though, is like these scooters are not a mode of transportation. They're not mm -hmm. a replacement for mass transit in mm -hmm. that like uh, um, you, you, they can't you can't depend on them being where you need them to be. And yes. They're fun to ride. They're fun to zip and zoom around. But, you know, people do it on the sidewalk. You can't get them to stop doing it on the sidewalk. And no matter what you do, you make all the laws in the fucking world. So I figured it out. Just treat them like we treat go-karts. And give people a little track to go scoot around on. Because that is really the use for something like that. Is to goof off on a track like a go-kart. I'm tired of those fucking things. I'll fucking, if I go to prison, it's going to be because some fucking asshole on a scooter is behind me going really slow and like hitting the fucking ching, 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 ching button to try to get me to move out of their fucking <laughs> way. That's what's going to get me in prison because that and fucking infuriates me. You're not supposed to be on a fucking sidewalk. Don't be on the fucking sidewalk. It's crazy. It's against the law to be on the sidewalk. You think the cops give a shit about that? That's one law that they should enforce. <laughs> I don't want them to enforce that law. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> why can't they geofence that shit? Come on. Oh, now I'm mad about the scooters all over again.
Yeah, I would say that if we were to no, no. take every every car and destroy it and give everyone a scooter instead for free, that would solve a lot of problems and get let end a lot of uh would save a lot of lives and uh became become a better situation. Right them on a fucking street, I'd be fine with it. And you yeah. saw the reaction. As long as we're not the old smoky two stroke one, you know, those suck. Oh yeah, those were fun. There was a guy in my neighborhood that had one. He would come ripping through there all the time. Get a fucking mini bike. Are I mean, they're they're a lot of fun, but they're they're terrible pollution uh, emitters. Of course. Of would course. you consider a mini bike a scooter? Because um, all the freshest kids in Groveport have a mini bike that they uh, must have gotten at a junkyard or something that somebody just kind of taped together, and they won't let you ride it because they they think they're special for getting to ride it. Yeah, I mean, legally, no, but I had a mini bike for a while that I commuted on, and uh, I, ne- I never got pulled over. So, yeah, go for it. Nice. Well, in Ohio, we have a lot more lax rules about what you're allowed to ride on the street, for sure. You can, you can ride your dirt bike, your, your four-wheeler. Your, you can ride pretty much anything that has a bumper and lights and turn signals, I think. So, might be able to yeah. ride. But, yeah. Scooters seem nice. I just feel like they're the ones that I would have to get because, you know, I'm four-star Brian. I only four-star hotels, four-star gas stations, and four-star restaurants and up. <laughs> um, I would need a four-star scooter, and uh, that's going to, you know, be several grand, I would think. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, in, in actuality, there should nothing be more than – there should be nothing less than a five-star scooter so that we don't have to keep remaking them all the time. I like – I mean – I love. Yeah. I mean, Look, you can. They make four You can stars. get some good deals out there. I mean, you don't have to spend that much, but. Um, I mean, I I, you know I would recommend getting like I, an older Japanese or Taiwanese scooter, but uh, you know, maybe stay away from the the Chinese ones. But uh, I don't know. There's plenty of good deals out there. Nice. Brian, it's funny. It's funny that you um, consider a scooter a good mode of transportation, but walking seven hours is. I like. Let's see. <laughs> no, I'm saying that I'm fine. I it's not a good mode of transportation because in it's it makes life harder people for people their, that aren't. But people drive scootering. to the people fire up eight cylinders of a of a com, internal combustion engine and they drive to the end of their you know uh, entrance to their community and they go to the gas station and they fill up and then they. Yeah, and or they and they go to grab like snacks, you know. It's like there's so many short trips that we fire up a whole fucking vehicle for, and it, well, the, it's more precious. It should be more precious than that. Should yeah, well, I agree. It should almost. Oh, I, I hate keep. I keep making laws because it's the only way I can think. But like, you're only allowed to drive if it's more than two miles. Okay, you know, then it's like, all right, you can drive your fucking car, or if you're getting groceries, I guess. Right, you know, gotta get groceries. You can't drive, walk home with. Although I, yeah, my my opinion is the same with the scooters. I think that we should all never expect to own a car, and then if we just take the one, if we everybody left the keys inside of them, we could drive to wherever we want, and there would most likely be enough cars there. Or you know, people could rearrange them as well if needed. Are you burning oh, out? Shit. Are you okay? Are you street racing right now. That'd be sick. Oh, that was uh, someone down the block from me. Oh, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. Pittsburgh or Philly? 
Are you in Pittsburgh or Philly? I'm in Denver. Oh, you're in Denver. They do. <laughs> uh, you're wow. probably thinking of Brandon. Okay. Yes. Okay. But yeah, That's the squealing of the tires. So I didn't know that was. I didn't know they were doing street races out there. They're not. Yeah, it's my neighbor with a motorcycle over there. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, that's pretty sick, nice. though. Well, all right. Well, is there anything else you got there? Uh, no, I just, uh, you know, the concept of scooters, uh, you know, electric bicycles, I haven't really looked into that, but it seems pretty cool, too. Um, and, you know, check out the Cars and Comrades podcast if you're interested in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on there soon. I will be on there soon. Thank yeah, you I'll send you a Twitter it. DM. Please, I'll be here. I'll be available. All right. Mark, yeah, Good night, guys. Bro. Peace. Scooter. Riding a scooter. Is that all the calls? I can't. Um, yes, it is. All right. Perfect. I got it. Right on time. Yeah. What's up? You had something. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say, um, man, I, um, I'm, I've been having, like, the best day ever. Um, I, I, I've never really talked about it, and I know, but I know I've told it to you, Brian. But uh, I, I did a podcast before this. Brian did a podcast before that. The name of my podcast was called the uh, Relatively Unknown Podcast, and uh, there's only four episodes, I think, and they never made it into any sort of archive. I don't believe. Um, and I would, I would ask that you respect my wishes and uh, leave them there. That person is gone. Um, but. It I, I created it um, because I was so sub obsessed. I, I created that relatively, you know, when I had my eBay store. I had my first eBay store um, when I got fired from the warehouse for stealing all that money. Um, I had the eBay store. And then I, I came up with this, like, concept of, like, relatively unknown because I was finding all these really great treasures um, at the thrift store and they had all these amazing histories that you could learn about, you know, sculptors, painters, uh, clothing, not everything. Most things are junk. Most things are junk, but there's so many treasures out there. And, uh, and I also was obsessed with the concept of like even relatively unknown, like bands and everything that like uh, once, um, once the, they're they're the ones that the fans are like diehard for you know a band that like you could say the name and people are like oh my god you know them um and because then because relatively unknown quickly becomes known and then like you have a community going and i feel like um that's what street fight has become we're, we're relatively unknown to to most people but we're making a big impact and we created the leftist podcasting pod sphere that's we, we inspired that spark we were the big bang of it all um, so, and, but for most people don't know our, what we're doing over here. And, uh, this week, I mean, I just had a miraculous moment because I've started this whatnot app and, uh, it's, uh, it's an app where you can sell stuff. You do live auctions. I do 30 second auctions, $1 starting. And we had a great time doing live stream today. I got rid of a lot of good stuff. Um, I was happy with what, with what I got and people got really good deals and, it's, it was like, I don't know. I feel so in my element. It's, it's like the best thing. And, and the, it was the final piece of the puzzle too, was that it's called relatively unknown co. And uh, this was the, this, the final piece was that the live streaming aspect of it makes it so that it's a community of people talking and you don't have to buy anything. I do giveaways of free stuff. So you don't even have to buy anything. If you hang, you can win. So relatively unknown people, relatively unknown company, in the chat eventually becomes known company and these become people that we can 
that we have access to that we have connect to can connect to it makes like our bond as a community stronger it makes the fight in the street we can have more firepower the more people that we can get to fight back against this bullshit and so um follow me on there if you get 10 if you use my name relatively unknown co it's all lowercase um that's inspired by bell hooks of course um and relatively unknown co whatnot.com slash invite slash relatively unknown co $10 for you, $10 for me. Um, I use the, t- the free referral money I get basically to pay for the giveaway shipping. So um, if, you not, if you don't want to be on there, if you're not interested, sign up and help. If not, um, I have some really big ideas coming and uh, me and Brian have talked about it and we're going to do a street fight charity auction uh, is coming up. It'll be me and Brian doing a live stream. We're going to, whatnot works with OBS so we can go to the studio We'll have items to buy, items to, uh, to for sale. Brian's going to get rid of uh, the Hypebeast shirts. What do you got in your pile? What do you got in your I pile? I got a lot of, of shit over there. I got a, I have the uh, Anti-Social Social Club United Postal Service collab. Um, I have some neighborhood uh, and Adidas ah, shirts. Wow. I have uh, shit. I don't know. Uh, it's all over there. I have a bunch of Supreme shirts. I probably go get rid of and uh, a lot of street fight shirts, but yeah, like, a, I, you know, it's like Supreme anti-social social club, that kind of stuff. But no, that is sun sun. They, it's been pounded by the sun. So it doesn't matter. That would be, the thing. yeah, it doesn't matter. Everything starts at $1. There's nothing that go. Everything starts at $1. So if, if it's worth a dollar, that's what we'll get for it. Um, but we're going to be raising money. I don't know what what for yet. I also have my um, I have my original run of Street Fight shirts. I've got a Sad Brian. I've got a Lion Tunes. I've got a Hellfire. I've got a Haunted shirt. I've got a Chopo. You got a Chopo. Mine's are in large. Getting rid of this. You're not getting rid. Okay, I'm getting rid of my Chopo. My large Chopo is going to be up. They're in really good condition. Uh, for you know, I'm I'm very light on my clothing. Um, but we're gonna get some money. I got first editions of the zines. Uh, we're going to have giveaways with zines and stickers and all of that. It's on the way. Um, I'm going to get it in stone very soon, and we'll have all the information to you. Uh, but we'll be able to raise money for a really good cause. Maybe we should just do it for Jess. Should we just do it for Jess? Because they got sure. fucked over, and we'll raise money for Jess. We'll figure so it out. So that they don't yeah. have to worry about their fucking medical bills. Or we can do yeah. it for – we can. we'll split it between Jess. Let's uh, Jess have 50-50 Jess, 50-50 Ben's cause we'll, to the people that are – are standing up against tyranny in the native nations. Yeah, I keep the Chapo one. Uh, that is, that's the only one I keep. Like the rest of them, I'm kind of like, I can let those go. But that was such a, that's a special show for me. So even though I ate shit, um, it's still very special to me. Oh, you <laughs> shattered that chair. I mean, you, you did really come out in true wrestling style. You broke a chair. I mean, you were fully <laughs> Brian in that moment. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't Brian for most of the moments. <laughs> but it was Great. fun. People and, love to and see it's you. A good experience. So yeah, is that the so show? That's yeah. The show wasn't even worth it. I mean, it wasn't even the show wasn't even like uh, the, the deal. It was having all those people hang out together. Um, somebody revealed a picture that uh, back at that 2016, everybody hits rest in peace to that venue. Uh, there was a dog that was licking all the beers. Apparently. We all we bought me. a ton of beer and threw it in the middle in a huge bin, and some dog, I guess, was in there. And this person said they saw the dog and didn't intervene. 
a bunch of freaking natty boo. We had a bunch yeah. of natty boo. We did at that show. Boo. Yeah, it yeah. was good. That's the, that's our favorite, John. Thank you for listening to Street Fight. <laughs> um, I promise you, onward and upward, and that's where we're going. Uh, Patreon.com slash Street Fight WCRS keeps this thing running. Uh, you keep you keep Jason uh, it, with security. You give security to Jake. Um, you provide for Brian and I. Uh, you've done everything for us, and we you, really appreciate it. And uh, now's the time if you're if you're a rich ass person. Um, I, I need big donations. I know we have. I met a millionaire that was once homeless uh, during tour one time. If you're still listening, I'd love to hear from you. But if not, we'll eventually find each other. We um, uh, yeah, yeah. I forget. Well, we're gonna. We're, I mean, the bonus feed. We're in in a few weeks here. Maybe the first week of September, I think, there is going to be a butt fest about uh, a butt fest 2000 about Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punches, uh, his uh, poetry book that Alexander hmm. bought. So me and him oh. read some poetry. Uh, not I, I got to say, maybe not the best poetry I've ever heard, but the show is very funny. Uh, you also get to hear some interviews with this guy and you get to hear us decide if somebody is butt rock the first lady of butt rock butt rock as a matter of fact live on the show who's that oh fuck what is her name again uh you i'll I'll find out on the show nita strauss nita Uh strauss okay uh you know it's i'm not i don't want people to know what the answer is i also want to just throw out there that if if you're a pod cast listener and uh you listen to the alien amp farm uh episode and we're mad that it got a four total it's a bad album it's just sorry i hate to say that but uh one of the worst albums that i've covered i hated that album yeah and i i'm considering uh doing some some flip information i had a few people say they wanted to hear some flip stories and and know what to look for um not being gary v about it and telling you that you'll save your life if you resell shit um but i do have a lot of stuff and and knowledge if you have extra time on your hands and you i can show you how to find rich people's stuff and uh get it in the hands of somebody else and make money off of it nice and i'll be sharing my knowledge Gary no, Venus, Gary it's your desire. All right, well, that's the he's show. He's close. He's corrupted. He's a little corrupted by uh, serpents. But yes, uh, we will be back uh, on Wednesday night for another street fight. And then uh, forever and beyond. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Don't fight your dope, but for this. This one going out to the Memphis Rise in 98. Forever fuck the Ku Klux Klan. It's gonna take backup, it's gonna take nice sticks, it's gonna take tear gas, but we ain't gonna hell no, we won't go, hell no, we won't uh-uh, go, uh-uh. hell no, we won't go, hell no, we won't go, hell no, we won't go, I can't hell no, we won't go, 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 h
around us, you know you fit to get clowned around us. I'm ready to rumble like a fucking earthquake, and I really give a fuck about them. See my next birthday, get it together, whether it get better, whatever. Don't sell us over, red up all these other fellas. Let them know where you going, because I got something for coming out of my waistline with something that shine, the third gon' show them.